I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You guys, we signed up for a diet bet. Yeah. We're in Lexi Reed's diet bet Mm -hmm. because we were just so curious. And um, today we weighed in together Check it out. We're posting about it on Instagram and Reddit. So we're very vulnerable. You get to know how much we weigh. Yeah. And you get to see us in our underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan brought me some men's underwear so I could be a little bit, what do you call it? Butch. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say not slutty. What's the word for that? Sorry. Oh, uh, prude. Prudish, prudent, I don't know. Um, Demure. Proper? Proper. I like proper. Yeah, you could be a good old-fashioned lady in your gigantic men's underwear. Yeah, and there's um, just an excess of fabric where my penis should be. Yeah, yeah. And there's also an excess of fabric where my penis should be. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. You'll see. about for the diet bet um i want lexi to engage people like already i want her to engage more like because there's a lot of comments coming up Mm -hmm. uh for people who've done weigh-ins like i'm so excited (laughs) one one lady was like uh this is my first time hope it's not a scam i wonder where she's coming from yeah yeah but like lexi did one thing three days before the weigh-in and like I'm like, Lexi, you're an influencer. Influence me. Well, she keeps putting it on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Oh, I have to go on Instagram? What is it she put it on diet bet? Well, she's trying to recruit people on Instagram because every time she gets a new person, she gets more money. That makes a lot of sense. So right right now, maybe when it it really starts, it starts tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, February 5th. Yeah. Um, Maybe then she'll post in the group. Well, I'm hoping for some incredibly uninspired and uninformative posts from Lexi. I really hope she participates in this one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, no, she's going to get the same amount no matter what. So she can be inspiring. We want to um, take every, everyone down. Oh, do we? Okay. Yeah, we yeah. want everyone else to lose so we get their money. Exactly. Yeah. So how much weight do we have to lose? Like 4% of our body weight. 4%. Okay, let's do that calculation. Let's do that math. So (laughs) I weighed in at 193.8. So multiply that by 0.04. Okay. 
is I have to lose 7.75 pounds. Oh, you can do that in a month? Yeah, because yeah. Um, it is 3 p.m. when we weighed in. Yeah. I weighed in at 193, so I probably have to lose like just a little less. Okay, 193 times 0.04. Yeah. 7.72. Yeah. 7.72, We're yeah. basically at the same amount that we yeah. have to lose. Yeah, so that'll be fun. So we'll meet back here on March 4th. Yep. Or whatever day it we'll is. Give you, we'll give you it's the March update 3rd. on how we did on the diet, but. Yeah, March 3rd. March 3rd. I've been submerging myself in um, we never went to the moon propaganda. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is one of my favorite kinds of episodes where I do absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, Katie researches yeah. diligently all week, and then she um, explains to me slash tries to make me believe in... The Whatever conspiracy bullshit conspiracy theory. theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I got to tell you something, Katie. Okay. I might be able to be swayed on this one. Really? We'll see. Yeah. Because some, you know, if, if there's any one conspiracy theory, I might be inclined to believe it's this one. And why is that? I don't know. Uh, because it just seems like it could have happened. Yeah. You know, I, it's knowing... Knowing, like, a little bit about, like, American government and CIA stuff at uh -huh. that time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. I want to believe. That we never went. I want to believe that we never went. I am all over the place with it. And I have to say that the YouTubers whose videos I enjoyed watching <laughs> um, always end in um we went well okay when you pull up videos about did we land on the moon or not then yeah. there's a little um educational thing that pops up underneath mm -hmm. to you know that's <laughs> i'm gonna call it the mainstream media okay. you know yeah. like what they would say they'd mm -hmm. be like this is fucking true and don't you fucking go down this hole okay and I'm like, I know what you're trying to do, mainstream media. Yeah. And I'm here to learn about the other side. Educate yourself. Okay. But even the YouTubers will present all the evidence that we didn't go. And then by the end, they'll be like, I mean, but we did go. Yeah. And um, basically, every time you watch a new video, this is me. Mm -hmm. Whatever their thesis statement is, you just start believing what it is that they're saying. And yeah, of course, of course, you know what I mean. Because you just you sort of get, get get hypnotized by their alternate reality sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, our listeners should know that every documentary has um, an mo that they're trying to prove. They're, yeah, they're never presenting all sides of the evidence. You well, because you mean? used to edit documentaries, so you have like real insight into. Into how them. they tweak it. Yeah. yeah. We're always trying to convince people of what we think the answer is. Mm -hmm. That's what documentaries are. Yeah. So it's not like no documentary is completely like neutral. No. Yeah. It's they're they're selling a narrative just like every other TV show that you see on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the Madeline McCann documentary? No, God, that case. You know, something about child murder yeah. <laughs> really gets me for some reason. I don't that know That you why. don't want to, like, dwell on it? I don't like to, yeah. So I usually avoid any podcasts or documentaries about that. Oh. Yeah. It's just, you know, you got to set your boundaries sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that documentary in particular... Um, it's so long. It goes this way and that way and this way and that way. Well, because legitimately the case did, like, yeah. last forever. And, like, there was so much speculation and different investigations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I just, I can't tell you what the filmmakers think in that one because I don't think they know what they think. I bet they were overwhelmed. They're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be presenting... No, I don't think we fucking went to the moon, okay? All right. I want to know all about how we didn't go to the moon. Pull up your NASA propaganda that oh, you're going to read. yeah. Let me get that. July 1969. It's a little over eight years since the flights of Gagarin and Shepard. Mm. Followed quickly by President Kennedy's challenge to put a man on the moon before the decade is out. 
It's only seven months since NASA's made a bold decision to send Apollo 8 all the way to the moon on the first manned flight of the massive Saturn V rocket. Now, on the morning of July 16th, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins sit atop another Saturn V at Launch Complex 39A at the Kennedy Space Center. The three-stage, 363-foot rocket will use its 7.5 million pounds of thrust to propel them into space and into history. At 9.32 a.m. EDT, the engines fire and Apollo 11 clears the tower. About 12 minutes later, the crew is in Earth orbit. After one and a half orbits, Apollo 11 gets a go for what mission controllers call translunar injection. Ooh, hot. Um, In other words, it's time to head for the moon. Three days later, the crew is in lunar orbit. A day after that, Armstrong and, Armstrong and Aldrin climb into the lunar module Eagle and begin the descent, while Collins orbits in the command module Columbia. Poor Collins. I know. Yeah, I feel like he gets, like, short shrift. I mean, I think he does, but he's also like, I'm not going to die in that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, you know, risk-averse Collins doesn't get the glory because i've never heard of him in my fucking no, life i know yeah yeah and buzz aldrin is all over the place he's well because i think he's the one who's like still alive, alive. yeah mm. but um and he's also like a great storyteller anyway collins later writes that eagle is quote the weirdest looking contraption i've ever seen in the sky but it will prove its worth when it comes time to set Eagle down on this, in the Sea of Tranquility, Armstrong improvises, manually piloting the ship past an area littered with boulders. During the final seconds of descent, Eagle's computer is sounding alarms. Beep, 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 beep. I'm trying to, like, give an idea of the mise-en-scene, you know? Yeah. Um, it turns out to be a simple case of the computer trying to do too many things at once. But as Aldrin will later point out, quote, Unfortunately, it came up when we did not want to be trying to solve these particular problems. <laughs> when the lunar module lands at 4.17 p.m. EDT, only 30 seconds of fuel remain. Jesus, that's fucking scary. I know. Oh, my God. So... Um, in clips I've seen Walter Cronkite is uh-huh. sitting in the um newsroom. I mean in front of the camera. He's sitting behind the desk mm-hmm. and he's like Oh my god. Like, is it gonna are he's they like, gonna land? Is it gonna work out? Or are are we going to witness is yeah. is a billion people who are watching this on television right now going to witness the death of three men? Two. In space. Only two. Oh, two men. You're right. And Oh, God. And Michael Collins would have been so famous after that. Then he would have. The surviving member of a failed moon mission. So, if anything, Walter Cronkite is not in on the ruse. Yeah. 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 Or, or he's such a good actor. (laughs) I don't think so. Oscar-worthy performance, Walter. All right. Um, Armstrong Radio's Houston Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Mission control erupts in celebration, yay, as the tension breaks and a controller tells the crew, quote, you got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It must be hard to be an astronaut. Armstrong will later confirm that landing was his biggest concern, saying, quote, the unknowns were rampant and there were just a thousand things to worry about. At 10.56 p.m. EDT, what is EDT? Eastern D time. Sounds good to me. Uh, Armstrong's Eastern Dick Time. I love it. Get out your dicks. Yes, because it's Eastern Dick Time, but only if you're in New England okay. or the Eastern Seaboard. Wait, so what time was it again? Uh, ten fifty-six p.m. EDT. Oh man. Yeah, I'd be in bed. Yeah, but no, there were uh, there were but, literally a billion people watching. Yeah, yeah, but I'd be in Colorado, so it would so be it would be eight fifty. Uh, you know, MST. It would be be prime time. Mm -hmm. So it would be cool here. But I mean, they always make the East Coast stay up late. Yeah. But you know what happened at 1056? Armstrong is ready to plant the first human foot on another world. With more than half a billion people watching on television, he climbs down the ladder and proclaims, quote, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. (laughs) When he says it, it drives me nuts. Okay. Because he goes, that's one small step for man. And then he goes, 
One giant leap for mankind. Because <laughs> he like ran ran out of breath or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, well, because he's, like, he's pushing them. Thing. He's pushing the button to talk. Oh. And he like just like fucking cuts out at the end of that sentence. And I'm like, compose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Neil Armstrong, not camera ready. I mean, none of them are. Yeah. Okay, so Aldrin joins him shortly and offers a simple but powerful description of the lunar surface. Quote, magnificent desolation. (laughs) I love that. I, I feel like Patrick Stewart has to say that. Magnificent desolation. Yes. Yeah. They explore the surface for two and a half hours, collecting samples and taking photographs. They leave behind an American flag, a patch honoring the fallen Apollo 1 crew, which is a movie I think I've never seen. Is that? No, that's Apollo no. 13. Oh, they, with Tom they were saved in Apollo 13. They lived, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody's going to make an Apollo 1 no. movie because they all died. Yeah. Do you know what happened? No, what? They were sitting uh-huh. on the launch pad and died right there. How? They're... Cabin was filled with oxygen. Uh huh. That's what they said. It was like pure oxygen. Okay. And they were about to launch, and the thing just fucking blew up. Oh, because because there was so much oxygen. I think so. Huh. I was watching so many documentaries, and <laughs> the voices of yeah. the narrators are always the worst part. During a ground simulation of Apollo One, the first Saturn mission with men on board. The three astronauts, Virgil Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee, died on the launch pad, burned alive inside the capsule that was supposed to take them into space three weeks later. A few seconds later, a blaze engulfed the interior of the cabin, which was pressurized with pure oxygen. In a few seconds, it was all over. The Apollo program was suspended indefinitely, even before a single capsule had been launched into space. At the end of the investigation, it was concluded that the Apollo capsule needed to be redesigned from top to bottom. This added another year of delay to the already tight program schedule. At that point, many felt that the Apollo program was over even before it started. Is this like old documentaries when they're like, no, no. Okay. There's one from 2017, which if you want a whole comprehensive look at all of the evidence that we did not go to the moon, watch this three and a half documentary called The Moon. Wait, I forget (laughs) what it's called. I I watched all of it. Oh my, you're so dedicated. I would watch like 20 minutes and be like, okay, I got it. It's called American Moon. Oh, because it's made by Italian guys. Oh, okay. But they got someone to do the voiceover. Like, maybe they got, you know, someone for the American version. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But the guy doing the voiceover is like, Neil Armstrong steps onto the moon. Yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) But, like, the way that he talks is, like, so intense. With the months passing fast, the 1969 deadline was getting closer and closer. Then there's another documentary called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Oh, I love it. I love that name. it's this British woman, and she's like, notice how the men float in front of the window, even though they say the camera's right up against the glass. Ah. And you're like, like, she has such an incredulous tone. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I get it, but um, you're very shrill. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like that British thing. It's like, you know, sometimes whenever they talk, they're like, well, you're stupid, aren't you? Yeah, but I like, I like some of that. I do. I like some of that, too. Well, you're stupid, aren't you? Yeah. Because they always end everything with a question that forces you to agree with them. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It's like a British thing where they're like, ba 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 aren't you? Or oh, they it? say, no, at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Or, yeah. Um, right, isn't it? So what we're trying to say is British people are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for the British people who listen to this. You guys are great. We love you. Yay! Armstrong and Aldrin blast off and dock with Collins and Columbia. Collins later says that, quote, for the first time, he, quote, really felt that we were going to carry this thing off. I love how Collins' quote is like, okay, so Aldrin is magnificent desolation. And then Neil Armstrong has the, like, one giant leap thing. And Collins is, I think we're going to carry this thing off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's his claim to fame. Uh, The crew splashes down off Hawaii on July 24th. Kennedy's challenge has been met. Men from Earth have walked on the moon and returned safely home. 
In an interview years later, Armstrong praises the hundreds of thousands of people behind the project. Quote, every guy that's setting up the text, cranking the torque wrench, and so on, is saying, man or woman, if anything goes wrong here, it's not going to be my fault. Wait a second. <laughs> what does that mean? I guess he's like, because it's over, he's done. No, it, it feels like he's like, he's bashing them. He's uh, like, everybody is like, <laughs> everybody's like, if we die, it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a weird quote. I don't know if anybody has another interpretation. Please DM us. We'll read it again. Okay. I'll read that paragraph again. And okay. Say, okay. In an interview years later, Armstrong praises the hundreds of thousands of people behind the project. Every guy that's setting up the tests, cranking the torque wrench, and so on, is saying, man or woman, if anything goes wrong here, it's not going to be my fault. Hmm. Yeah. But he's saying everyone is saying that. So he's like, he's not necessarily saying it's not my fault. He's like, everyone is saying, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And Okay. Uh, It's mysterious. In a post-flight press conference, Armstrong calls the flight, quote, a beginning of a new age, while Collins talks about future journeys to Mars. (laughs) 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 Collins, this is the dumb lovable one. Yeah. Over the next three and a half years, 10 astronauts will follow in their footsteps. Gene Cernan, commander of the last Apollo mission, leaves the lunar surface with these words. We leave as we came and, God willing, as we shall return with peace and hope for all mankind. And that's the article. Cool. Yeah. So that is the main lamestream media's version from NASA.gov. So that's that's what they want us to think. Right, Katie? That's right. Yeah. So um, where should I begin? I bet your brain is just full of moon facts. It's filled with a bunch of shit. All right. Where do we begin? Um, what do you, what's, what's the real truth? Oh, I know. Okay. So the space race was on, right? Yeah. It was the 1960s. Um, John Kennedy was president. He was promising that we would go to the moon because there was this huge, everyone was worried that the Soviets would go first Mm -hmm. and not just that they would like take all the glory, Yeah, that they would, uh, plant weapons of mass destruction up there. Oh, okay. So, like... I figured it was going to be, like, they're going to get all the gold from the moon or whatever. I know, right? No, there was this paranoia that if they they got there first, then they would also have this ability to, like, look at us from, you know, above. Oh, okay. And, like, do shit to us. Yeah. Ironically, they do now have the ability to look at us all the time, thanks to the internet. Yeah, and satellite dishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Nice job, Kennedy. I mean, so as Kennedy is promising this, I think it's like, oh, good, we're going to get there first and um, (laughs) that shit's not going to happen. Yeah. I guess there's some idea that once we have a person land on the moon, Uh then every other country, such as the Soviet Union, will be like, oh, well, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Now. Or is it like moon colonialism? It's like, we get the moon because we were there first. Yeah. It, weird. Yeah. Dibs. Being that I was not alive in the 60s, I don't have a great grasp on like what the whole, you know, feeling was at yeah. that time. Because, yeah. you know, then we go to war in Vietnam mm-hmm. after that. And so I know um, I was just reading a book. Um, that took place in the 70s, and everyone was kind of worried about, you know, getting an atomic bomb dropped on us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was the, you know, the overarching theme yeah. of the time. Yeah. You know? I, it was just like, it, maybe it was a morale thing, you know, just in terms of like, we'll beat the Russians and the Russians will feel bad. Yeah. You know, and they'll feel so bad they won't ever attack us. Right. I don't know the logic there. Um, I'm not a I'm not a poli sci person. I'm yeah, me neither. Yeah. And were you a big history buff or anything? Absolutely not. Me neither. Or, I'm a history buff in terms of like fun stuff. Fun stuff like the Tudors, you know? Yeah. Like Anne Boleyn and shit like that. I don't know anything <laughs> about American history. Yeah. Yeah. Um John Kennedy makes this uh speech. Okay. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I don't know what was going on with pronunciation in this Mm -hmm. time period, because he goes, we strive in this decade to go to the moon and do the other things. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, it's decade. Yeah. Second of all, what are the other things, John? Mm -hmm. You didn't care to write those down? Yeah. And people are like, what a great fucking president. I mean, he was. Okay, great. We love him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was assassinated. Yeah. Um, Well, was he a great president because he was assassinated? I know. You know, like, you know, absence. What do do they say? Absence makes the heart grow grow fonder. fonder. (laughs) Yes. You know, now the lore is that he was going to do all of this cool shit that made... Um, people mad. Well, when did Kennedy die? Nineteen sixty-three. Like, uh, yeah, I thought so. So he made this promise in nineteen sixty or sixty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in this one documentary called American Moon, apparently he was in his office like Nixon recording conversations, and he's having a conversation with someone from NASA, and they're talking about how ridiculously expensive it's going to be to go to the moon, mm-hmm. like in the billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. And that's this is in 1963, where yeah. a billion was a trillion. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, well, it kind of sounds like this is a waste of money, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, yeah, but you fucking made that promise. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, everybody's really excited now, so yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says uh, something publicly, you know, not that long after. This nation has tossed its cap over the wall of space. And we have no choice but to follow it. The day after, in Dallas, John Kennedy was killed. So I think this documentary wants to be like, he was killed because of this moon stuff when we know there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff. There's like a million reasons that people say why he was killed. Yeah. Yeah. One of them being maybe one of his Secret Service guys just fucked up and shot him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So. um, Oops. Oopsie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, which would be a fun topic in the future. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, talk about internet rabbit holes. Jesus. We would be here for days. He promises they're going to go to the moon in this decade. So that means we have to do it by 1969. Okay. And we do, right? July 20th, 1969. Like, just getting in under that wire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Leading up to that, people had resigned from NASA. Oh, okay. Um, a a couple of simulations and first starts went wrong. Oh my god! You know? Can you imagine? No. Oh, just seeing like everything. Like you're like, we got it. We're ready to go, and then it just blows up right yeah. on the tarmac or whatever the fuck. And the Challenger. You know, oh my God, the Challenger, which trauma. was in the eighties, right? Yeah, no, I remember yeah. when that happened because I had teachers in my school who applied. Oh God! And then, like everybody, when Krista McAuliffe, yeah, was finally chosen, like they were like, te- oh darn. Well, no, they were really excited. Okay, like they were that a teacher was going into space, and then when it happened, I remember my third grade teacher, Mrs. Spiegel. Like, comes into the classroom, tears in her eyes, Mm. and says, like, and then she tells us, she's like, yeah, uh, the Challenger went down, and then we watched it on TV. Thank you, third grade, for traumatizing me. So we already knew, and then they still played it for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this was before we talked about trauma. It was kind of like, ugh, I hate to say this. It was kind of like 9-11, where when it happened, it was just like on a loop on the TV all the time. Yeah, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before anybody thought, oh, maybe we shouldn't be showing this to the kids. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't really know what the answer is there yeah. either, you yeah. know, because it was affecting people, you know, yeah. so the kids would be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, you don't want to leave them in the dark. And also, it's yeah. just like, kids are going to have to deal with yeah. horrible shit that happens in the world. So, right. you know. So, uh, when I was taking a communication class in college, they mm-hmm. used the Challenger disaster as an example of groupthink. Oh, you how? know, and people being like, "Well, everyone else agrees we should do this. I'm not going to speak up and say, hey, one of these things might not be all good to go.'" Yeah. Well, I remember like the publicity was, like I said, huge. Yes. But I do remember something on the day they were like, "It's a little too cold," or there was something about the weather, like maybe we shouldn't do this. But it was so hyped. Yeah. They're like, 
you know, we kind of have to. Like, once again, a billion people are watching. Right. You know, so. So that was an example given for, like, don't hesitate to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was a part of the documentary saying uh, there wasn't great communication at NASA. Mm-hmm. And that people were frustrated by that. Yeah. And um, and then, so funnily enough, there's a movie called Capricorn One. Okay. Which is about um, a NASA trip to Mars mm-hmm. that is faked. Ooh. And it stars a young Mr. O.J. Simpson. Oh, perfect casting. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the main star is actually a James Brolin. Oh, okay. What a Barb- sexy Mist- beast. Mr. Barbara Streisand. Yes, yeah. yes. And good job, Barbara. I know. Hey. Yeah. yeah you got a you got a, a smolderer there. Yeah. Yeah. Ooch. He's the main guy. Um, and then it's Sam Watterson and OJ Simpson, who okay. are the other two guys. And they Did you watch it? Yes. How's how's OJ Simpson in it? Well, someone on Reddit called it his best performance. Okay. And I'm like, I mean, in the 70s, the black character, yeah, he has the smallest role. Oh, you know? of course, of course. Does he die first? Yes. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, so, like, he did okay. Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't a whole lot there for him to work with. In this movie, and I think in real life, um, NASA is, devi- like, there are all of these different sections. Mm-hmm. Everyone does not know everything about everything going on. Okay. So they put the guys in the spaceship. They're mm-hmm. about to take off. Everyone is watching. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this guy goes, come on, guys, get out. And oh. they're like, what? Why? Is something going wrong? And they tell them like as little as possible. And they take them to a plane and they fly them away. Oh. Meanwhile, back at the Uh the rocket ship takes off yeah oh no one is the wiser that they are not in there okay and um they don't give them a whole lot of information about what they're gonna do yeah they kind of just finally take them to a set where they film as if they're on mars and it's being broadcast okay yeah and so the guys who are in mission control have no idea that this is fake but then there are guys who are working with the tape and they're like slow it down now and back to regular speed and slow it down now so that it looks like to make it seem like the gravity gravity. oh wow okay because you know i will say i was looking at I, i did watch a film of like a video of the original moon landing and i was thinking okay we're gonna talk about how this was faked how did they do that but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do they have strings on them? Like, how yeah, complicated was this? Yeah, people think that, Okay. Too. All right. Um, so I'll show you a few clips of times where um, they kind of, like, push themselves up and uh-huh. they jump up. Oh. But it's kind of like, wait. <laughs> okay. How did they go up so high when they, like, weren't even really pushing off of anything? Yeah. Like, they're yeah. on strings. Mm-hmm. And then them jumping around and bouncing is kind of like, well, they just kind of were hopping and the guys slowed it down. Yeah. No, because there's one of Buzz Aldrin. There's one moment of Buzz Aldrin just basically like hopping around the moon going hippity, hippity, hop. Yeah. Hippity, hippity. Yeah. I was like, I like you, Buzz Aldrin. You're a silly man. Yeah. Yeah. He seems cool. It's so 
I, okay, let me start with this Reddit post. Okay. It's called Eight Reasons to Doubt the Moon Landing. What's the What's the Redditor's handle? He's been deleted. Oh, all right. Someone killed him. No, he's been literally deleted. deleted. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, number one, the lunar module is not likely to have ever existed. Yeah. Have you okay. seen that thing? It looks like it's made out of aluminum foil. No, they all they all look like that. Even, Isn't that weird? Even like the later ships, I'm like, that looks like it's just scrap metal that you yeah. found in the dump. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, such a machine that can land on the moon with reverse rocket thrusters, then take off again with enough escape velocity to leave the moon and fly 70 miles to magically dock with another craft is something from a sci-fi movie. That is this person's opinion. Okay. Okay, let's move on to number two. Radiation kills. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know about the Van Allen belts? No. Okay. James Van Allen and every other scientist who has considered the issue of sending men beyond Earth's orbit. Jonathan Van Allen, or James Van Allen, sorry. <laughs> he sent... Um, Are you thinking of Jonathan Van Ness? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. James Van Allen, Mm -hmm. he sent, uh, like, rockets into space with nobody in them. Okay. And had a Geiger counter on -hmm. it so it would measure the radiation. Yeah. And there are these, it's kind of like Saturn's rings, right? Okay. There's two rings Mm -hmm. where it the radiation is astronomical. Okay. As and if, this is like around the Earth. Yeah. I'm if, sorry. I'm so out of my depth with science. I'm I have show no you. idea. Okay. As if there's a donut around the Earth. Okay. And the Earth is a donut hole. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's one small donut and mm-hmm. one bigger donut. Okay. And um, I believe this is at about 1,000 kilometers above Earth's surface. Okay. So they're saying, yeah, we've orbited Earth without getting that radiation. Mm-hmm. But for you to go even further, it would be crazy. Yeah. Um, not only would the astronauts face significant radiation in the Van Allen belts, but would be at high risk during the entire trip outside the belts, including while frolicking around the moon. Okay, so they're going through these belts of radiation, and they'll be like, no, what are they saying? Would they be like, eventually get cancer after they land, or they would like have effects immediately? It would be immediate. Okay. It would be... Because it's that much radiation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about radiation. I know science. Right? What What are you? That's, yeah. that's my attitude. Let me show you a TikTok. Okay. About the Van Allen belts. Okay. I saw this last week. This is kind of what what made me start thinking about the moon again. Okay. So all of the thousands of astronauts for 60 years are lying. Well, according, according to astronomy.com, only 667 people have journeyed to a, you know, an altitude of 50 miles, which is nothing. That's not space. 24 have been to the moon and 12 has actually walked on it. Here's something I want you just to think about, okay? Without judgment, just think about this. The moon is 238,000 miles away, right? Have you heard of something called the Van Allen Belt? It's a zone of energetic charged particles, most of which originate from the solar wind, okay? This is a belt that is around. This is in between us and the moon. So it goes us, the Van Allen Belt, and the moon. The Van Allen Belt starts at about 400 miles and goes to 36,000 miles. This is pretty close, way, way more close compared to the moon. Do you know how hot it gets at this level? Okay, the regions in the Van Allen Belt go from 2,000 to 20,000 Kelvin. Well, what's Kelvin? 2,000 Kelvin equals 3,100 degrees. 20,000 Kelvin equals 35,000 degrees. 35,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Are you still with me? The Eagle Lunar Module used in the Apollo program was built mostly and completely of aluminum. So you're telling me that the aluminum in the ship alone can stand the 35,000 degree temperature? When the Space Shuttle Thermal Protection System can only withstand 3,000 degrees. Okay, so the, the lowest number in the Van Allen Belt will melt the thermal protection system. So you're telling me that this shuttle was able to traverse... 30,000 miles of temperatures up to 35,000 degrees and still be able to make it to the moon, which is still over 200,000 miles away. 
The entry orbiter itself is made of reinforced carbon. Reinforced carbon melts at 3,600 degrees. Its boiling point is at 4,200 degrees, and the Van Allen belt reaches 35,000 degrees. So they would have to go through a radiation belt that would melt them, yet they had somehow a way to make it to the moon, and then were able to transmit a viable signal through this Van Allen belt that's 30,000 miles wide with temperatures up to 35,000 degrees. And you're telling me back in 1960, we could watch that television live without any interruption? And here I am losing my signal every time a, a plane flies over me. Oh, but it's because they have the satellites in space, right? So in 1960, they had the satellite that could beam through the Van Allen belt, which is at 600 miles up. Yet the moon which is another 200 and something thousand miles away, the ship was able to make it through 35,000 degrees of temperature when it's boiling point just for it's the carbon within it is only 4,200 degrees. You're telling me that these thousands of astronauts went and then lied. Actually, no, 24 went to the moon and only 12 walked on it. Do you know how easy it is to control 24 people, especially when you have a lot of money to do it? Yeah. We totally went to the moon. Totally. So now the Van Allen belt, which is 35,000 miles in long, okay, it would take the Apollo mission 11 hours to get through the Van Allen belt. Even a ship in this space for an hour is too long. If they were going right through it, I could see how that is. People say they, you know, they went through a narrow window. But if you do the calculations, they were in this thing upwards of 11 hours. So for 11 hours, they were being exposed from temperatures to 3,100 degrees all the way up to 35,000 degrees for a period of 10 to 11 hours. I mean, do the calculation of math. I mean, if it takes the ship three days to get there, you can come up with the conclusion of how fast they were going when you divide how long it takes by how many miles it is. So they're going 3,000 miles an hour, a Van Allen belt, which is 35,000 miles wide, it's going to take them a while to get through that. And you're telling me that that ship could handle? Even they say somebody says you don't understand physics. So because of the vacuum of space, what? You don't feel this t degree in temperature? So to me, like, I don't know. That just, uh, Van Allen Bell, how did you get past it? You're in it for 11 hours and you're telling me your ship, which can melt at 4,000 degrees, you know, survive 35,000 degree temperatures, regardless whether it's in the vacuum of space, you're still driving through that for 11 hours. And so that was no just quick thing. They were in it and somehow still had the capability to go another 200,000 miles after exiting a 35,000 degree belt that surrounds our planet. Hey, what do I know? Okay. I'm shell-shocked from that. And you saw the picture of kind of like how it goes around the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just when people start talking about math, who can do math and yeah. can say math and science things, I'm like, I'm forced to believe you because I have absolutely no aptitude I know for what, this. I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm like, you sound you sound correct, I guess. So um, there's this website that debunks the people who think that we couldn't go through the van out, you know, all of this stuff. Okay, so what do they say about it? So they say, mm -hmm. um, how did the Apollo astronauts travel through the Van Allen radiation belt and out of Earth's orbit unharmed? Surely the amount of radiation would have killed them. Mm -hmm. And also the temperature, they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't this prove the moon landings were a hoax? Professor Oha has a killer reply. Ooh. My answer to that is firewalking, he says. Okay. If you've ever done firewalking, you'll know that one thing you don't do is linger around in the middle of the fire pit. Yeah, you're like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, you and you, cross, like, you, you run like on your tippy toes really yes, fast. Yeah, and you cross as quickly as you can. From a science point of view, as long as you walk across quite quickly, uh -huh. looking at the thermal conductivity of your feet, you are not going to have enough thermal energy going into the soles of your feet to burn you. You're absolutely fine. You just don't hang around in the middle. In a similar way, the transit time through the Van Allen radiation belt right at the beginning of Apollo voyages was incredibly short. Traveling through the Van Allen radiation belt, if you're going fast enough, which you need to be if you're going to the moon, is no problem whatsoever. They also will say, uh -huh. 
we're saying that this is the fucking high temperature, but there is no atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the temperature wouldn't affect objects the same that's way? The, that's the thing I don't understand. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, it's just like now I'm compelled to believe this because I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know, Science. right? Yeah. 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 And then other people will point out that the Van Allen belt is kind of around the equator. Mm-hmm. It's also really fat, like I said, like a donut. Yeah, yeah. But what if they they come out from the Earth and then yeah. they go up towards the North Pole? Yeah. That's what they said they did to, like, kind of go to the outskirts. Where it's probably, like, less hot than it is in the center, I would assume. Yeah. You but know, heat radiating outward and yeah. then dispersing. But so leading up to going to the moon, people would talk about these Van Allen belts and how dangerous they were. Mm-hmm. And then when they went, they just didn't mention it at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think that is suspicious. That is weird because if that's like a big risk, you feel like in order to like at least make the storytelling better, they'd be like, and they cleared the Van Allen belt. They're yeah. on their way. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. The thing is, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I don't know, in 1969, were they capable of, like, this much control over a spacecraft? Because yeah, it was very I don't, new. I don't know. It was so new back then. But they, um, so they calculated all of this stuff with how much fuel they needed. And all of that is just, like, fucking math, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, you can get engineers to do. Mm-hmm. Um and like I said, they can go really, really fast uh-huh. because there's no atmosphere. So okay. There's nothing pushing back. So when the TikToker says, you know, kind of does that calculation where she says they would have been in that space for 11 hours. That might not guy, be correct. That might not be true because she's not taking into account certain like physical, physical things that are happening in space that don't happen on Earth. Yeah, I... I don't know because she was saying, well, this is how fast they're going yeah. because this is how long it took them. She so was she also did talking like a bat out of hell. So I was like, ah, I can't follow. Yeah. Let's watch this guy talk about it. Okay. This is a guy who has a channel called The Y Files. Okay. And I just, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like. There are problems with almost every aspect of the visual records, equipment, and technology used to supposedly put a man on the moon. But there's one even bigger problem we haven't dealt with yet. There's no way the astronauts could have even escaped Earth's orbit, much less gone to the moon and back. Radiation. In 1958, scientist James Van Allen discovered two enormous belts of high-energy radiation surrounding the planet. The Van Allen radiation <laughs> belts it looks are like a, a pair of toroidal belts. Donut shaped. <laughs> okay, this guy talks to the camera and he has a little fish in the background that he calls um, hecklefish. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I salute you. <laughs> nice. It's kind of funny. Yeah. A pair of donut shaped belts of high energy particles. Any object leaving the Earth's orbit to visit the moon or beyond has to pass through them. And they extend out about 37,000 miles from Earth. These two radiation belts have different compositions. The inner belt above the equator contains energetic particles that are charged up to 100 million electron volts. The outer belt is electron plasma from the sun's solar wind and it has energies in the 10 million electron volt range. When it was first detected, the strength of the radiation was so powerful that scientists thought they had recorded a Soviet nuclear test. These high energy particles can penetrate spacecraft damaged instruments, and are lethal to astronauts. But we have photos and even film of the Earth taken from much farther out. Thank you. How could this be faked? Well, the astronauts never left low Earth orbit. From there, the Earth fills the entire window of the craft. We only have one uh, window that uh, has a view of the Earth, and it's filled up with a TV camera. So uh, your view now is probably better than ours is. So to get this film of the Earth, they blocked out sections of the window. This film is an outtake. The astronauts didn't realize they were still rolling. They said the camera was pressed up against the window to get a good shot of the Earth. But that's not true. You can see someone pass in front of the window, then quickly jump out of the way. And here you see the dim work light that was used so they could operate the camera. We're not supposed to see this. We're also not supposed to see this. Someone adjusting the insert that controls the shape of the Earth. Now remember, they're in low Earth orbit, so the Earth is actually really bright and fills the whole window. How do we know? 
because when they open up the iris of the lens, we can see it. Holy sh! Okay. Okay. So this, with the window that looks down at Earth, mm-hmm. is what is covered in the movie A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Okay. Basically, um, and I think he's about to cover it too, she's saying that they've turned off the lights in the cabin. Mm -hmm. And actually, they're saying that they have their camera right up against the window so that the roundness of the Earth looks like we're looking at the whole Earth. Okay. When actually, they have the camera across the room. Uh Uh-huh. And this is the tiny window right here. Oh, oh. And actually, we're only, you so know. So it's like a port, a circular porthole. Yes. Okay. And so, because we couldn't go up that high. Uh-huh. And this is proven because at some point, one of the guys comes in front yeah. of mm-hmm. the lens. So okay. you can tell that they aren't, in fact, all the way up to the window. So okay. they're making it look like we can see the whole earth and they're up really high. Yeah. When actually they probably aren't. Well, okay. So, and also you said they turned the lights off in the cabin. So that's why there's no like light glare. Right. Or anything like that. Okay. But, oh, that's interesting. Can I take a closer look at that? Yeah. That is really interesting. Right. I have to say, I mean, I don't have a scientific mind enough to be like, to figure out all the spatial relationships between like the window and the people in front of it. But, oh, right. Well, yeah. the thing about it is, at some point, like, they, NASA and everyone in 1969 was not planning for all of this shit to be available on the internet, mm-hmm. to, for us to be able to play over and over again and look at closely. Yeah, yeah. So, knowing that, uh-huh. and then seeing this outtake, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. why, was, why yeah. lie? Yeah. Why say, oh, there's the whole Earth, uh-huh. when, no. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Also, I will say this. Uh-huh. When I was uh, taking a closer look at like the depiction of planet Earth, it didn't look right. Like the right con- there. Yeah. Like the continents yeah. didn't look like they were in the right place. And it was just like. Well, because yeah. there's like so many clouds and stuff. I was like, do we even really look for that stuff? Well, I felt like I felt like if you look at the bottom of that globe, there's like this big landmass. Mm hmm. Like down there, but maybe that's just clouds. I don't know. See, I'm yeah. I don't even know what we're seeing there. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it looks it's like Earth. Like, yeah, it looks like a you know, yeah, a generic Earth. We're just thing, dumb, dumb. Yeah, that's all right. Most people are. Yeah, true. You are too, listener. <laughs> don't <laughs> deny it. Okay, let me show you another clip. Okay. Um. So some people want to be like, well, if we went to the moon, why haven't we gone back? And I would we haven't say, gone back. We did in the 60s and 70s, okay. and now we're not going anymore. All right. That's well, kind of boring. I mean— I agree. It's just a big rock. The thing that we're doing is going up and putting satellites up so we can use our cell phones. Yeah, but this is, like, not at the Van Allen belt. No. Okay, that's farther out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, since since these times we've gone to the moon, have we gone through, like, this Van, this alleged Van Allen belt? <laughs> That's what I know, we it's don't. Like a that's what thing. we don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, like in that more updated clip of people who are in Earth's orbit, uh-huh. um, so there's no gravity, but they're not out super far. Yeah, they're like, we still have to figure out how to get past the Van Allen belt. And oh, didn't you figure it out already? And that's what he's saying. He's uh-huh. like, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, let me show you this clip. And I don't know what documentary this is from, but people show this a lot. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. But going to Mars should be uh, one of the next series of steps that humans do. The first step should be going back to the moon for a number of technical uh, reasons and exploration reasons. And then after that, Mars, maybe a high orbit in uh, Venus atmosphere, maybe going to Europa. There's all kinds of uh, targets to go to places of interest in our solar system. 
the the only limit to a human future is in our own imaginations. Don't you love that guy? Yeah, uh, I do actually. He's got like a certain um, he's got a certain charm to him. Yeah, he looks terrified. <laughs> he <laughs> to does, be on right? camera. Yeah, and um, but he's and he's very much like he's very he he seems to have this social social manner of an engineer. Yeah, that, uh, that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they that is what they say. But also we, what he says is like we destroyed the technology. We destroyed the Why? technology. Why would we do that? It was like an accident. <laughs> there was a fire. Okay, so I don't know. There's the plans and drawings for the lunar module. Okay. Apparently they were like, We don't have room for these. <laughs> they threw them out. That's how much space did they take up? I don't know. That's They're just like one we're decluttering. Thing, and we haven't used these say. in six months. Mm-hmm. It's a no. Put it in the no pile. And on top of that, yeah. there's the cameras that they had on the moon taking the footage of them running around, uh-huh. right? Yeah. They sent that as a live feed, but then there's also tapes that are in the cameras. Okay. And they've recorded over those. <laughs> what did they record over them? I don't they don't say that. They're, They're like just old like, episodes of Blossom from the nineties. <laughs> No, no, because um, when we were going back to the moon, Uh like in subsequent Apollos, you know, yeah, yeah, they were airing it on TV and people were calling in and saying, I was watching a rerun of I Love Lucy and I want that to be back on. I love it. So I think they taped over it with I Love Lucy. But anyways, um, perfect. They say like people will be like, well, why did like what happened in the tapes? And they're like. If people don't request them for a certain amount of time, then we tape over them. Okay, so is it like just like a government sort of, you know, just like a bureaucracy thing where it's like, well, you know, we got to tape over these. We're, you know, we don't need them anymore or whatever. Yeah. Huh. And I feel like, you know, yeah, this massively historical event, like you'd save them in a special drawer, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe with like protective things around them uh-huh. for yeah that's wow that's very interesting to me so like what we have now is a tape of the live feed and did okay. you know uh-huh i didn't <laughs> <laughs> so nasa like the tv stations were like we'll send us the live feed okay like straight from the moon mm-hmm. and nasa was like no no uh-huh we have the feed, and we're going to project it on the wall, and you guys can bring your cameras down here and film that. Oh, And that's okay. why that footage looks so shitty. Yeah, it's all blurry. I have it open here. I just thought it was like uh, the 60s. I thought that too. I was like, well, we had like real shitty technology. Mm-hmm. So this, see? Okay. See how it looks kind of like... um. You can see through it. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. That's because it's projected on a wall. Oh, and it's being filmed. Okay. Yeah, with a TV camera. And it's so boring. Okay, so there is also a camera that's on the side of the lunar module. Oh, 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 okay. So as they're like floating down to the surface, Uh they have a camera capturing that. Okay. Then when Neil Armstrong gets out, Mm-hmm. Of the side, you know, we get to see him, like, take that first step. It's that camera that's on the side of the lunar module. Oh, okay. And then he goes and, like, plants a camera that films them, you know, hopping around and putting up the flag and okay. shit like that. All right. Got it. Because if you ever wondered, how do we have footage of him taking the first step? Yeah. It's because they put a camera on the side of the lunar module, and it just it just traveled there. Oh, Okay. Like it was, it, nothing happened nothing because happened. of these Van, Van Ness belts. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. They brought like all, the equipment was fucked up. They brought all these cameras. Yeah. They took tons. Which are on the outside. They Yeah, they also have some on the inside too. Okay. And then they took tons of photographs. Um, And the photographs look amazing, but see. Oh yeah, they, that's really crisp and clear. And so is that not projected on a wall? That's like a different version of the footage i don't know what that okay. is i can't yeah. tell you but see how they have this camera right here uh-huh it's attached to his space suit okay so what we're seeing anyway <sighs> just look at the clip 
Okay, one of the astronauts is riding on the moon buggy. Yeah. And I guess like maybe Buzz is pointing a camera at Neil or something like that. Oh, okay. And they're taking some footage. Yeah. And Neil has a camera attached to his space suit. Okay. Because... This is something that some of the people who think we never went to, they're like, Mm -hmm. how did they take these great photos? Yeah. Because they're essentially wearing like a snowsuit with a motorcycle helmet with like probably like, yeah, big Uh fat fingers. Yeah. Like, how do you press the buttons for a camera? So they say, it's like a lobster trying to take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. They say they made the camera like special Mm -hmm. so that the button is really big. Okay. And it attaches to their suit. Uh They obviously cannot look through a viewfinder. Yeah. So they gave Neil and Buzz Uh cameras. Not Michael. No, no. They gave them cameras to use like in their everyday life and get really good because this is the 60s, right? Have you ever taken a photography class? No. Oh, I have. Oh, okay. You have to adjust the lenses. You have Mm -hmm. to adjust the aperture of the iris and you have to adjust the focus. Okay. So Neil and Buzz are like, we were using these cameras all the goddamn time and we could just look down and know what aperture and, and what the focus should be. Okay. Without looking without seeing through a viewfinder. Into it? Yeah. Like, okay. So they're, if you know, they're like judging the distance yes. without actually seeing it through the viewfinder right. and being like, oh, it's this yeah. level of whatever. Right. Okay. All right. I mean, I could kind of believe that. I can too. Yeah. But that film in the camera also wasn't affected by the Van Allen belts. And yeah, I, I feel like all of this stuff would, would be, be like affected. completely fucked up. Yeah, you know, with so, that kind of just the radiation alone. So sometimes, like Joe Rogan talks about this a lot on his podcast. Yeah, and he's like, um, I could see where like maybe we did go to the moon, and then they just kind of recreated some of the pictures and stuff for PR. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I generally don't agree with Joe Rogan, but you know. I'm gonna. Moon landing one's my favorite. Really? I, 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 I think with the moon landing, it's way more likely that we went to the moon, but that some of the footage is fake. Some squirrel oh, okay. footage. You ever see the video of them jumping around? It looks like they're on trampolines. Yeah, I've seen that. Kill Watch us. this. Look at this. Watch these guys bounce up in the air. It's like they're on some sort of wire, like they're be- being yanked up into the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it, right? Like, mm-hmm. If you watch, like sometimes they're falling down, and when they're falling down, it looks like they get yanked back up. Like, homeboy falls down, and then it looks like he gets yanked back up. Look at this. Whoops. Oh, he did not. That like, is not is him that? standing up. Yeah, what is this? That's not what? him standing up. You can't right? stand up like that. Yeah. But, but, okay, no, so you realize no. you're in one-sixth Earth's gravity. But there was, no, there was nothing to make him go like this. Exactly. Right? You can't you have to turn to your base to get up. You can't look at there's nothing on the ground. How's he going to get the momentum? He's getting to go? yanked up. Like, you, he would have super abs. He would have to be like no, a break No, you dancer. can't, because... Okay, maybe a break dancer. Maybe a break dancer. But you can't get up without putting a base down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. I, never, I never saw weird. it. In and he only had one rest- foot on the ground there, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Look at this. Watch. So he stood Ooh, up like. Look at that. It's ridiculous. He can't do it. What, his right foot's down, his left foot's up, and he just goes straight no, up in the air. It not, is that's crazy. Not, that's, that's fake. But. I've never been in one sixth Earth gravity in either of you. No, so maybe it's Joe, easier it's to fake, do. dude. Can't stand like <laughs> that. You think that's you, fake. That, that ben video. says we never went to the moon. I, I hate to. I never thought. Well, what world have we entered where I'm like, oh, yeah, Joe Rogan, you've got a great point. <laughs> well, okay. The thing yeah. about Joe Rogan is. Uh huh. He knows. He's like us. He yeah. likes to talk about online bullshit. Yeah, totally. But apparently. Yeah. And so sometimes he wants to have people on who are um, controversial. Oh, he, yeah. Like he likes to have controversial people on. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that he always agrees with them. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he's presenting... Because he has a very, very popular podcast. Yeah. And so tons and tons of these young men are being exposed to stupid people like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. 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 I mean, but this this would be like, this would be a Joe Rogan podcast I'd listen to. Yeah. Like this version of it where it's not like incendiary or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, 
when I saw w- what he's talking about there with the astronaut seeming to be like pulled up by a string, I got to tell you, yeah, that's convincing. Yeah, because it really does look like suddenly the rules of gravity on the moon that we've seen footage of of them like hopping around. All of a sudden, he's like, it's just they don't apply anymore. Yeah, because he like doesn't have anything he's pushing off of. Yeah, I mean, I have no like scientific knowledge to back this up, but yeah. it just doesn't look right right you know yeah this concludes our coverage of the moon landing for this week come back next week for part two and decide did we go to the moon or not bye July 16, 1969, a Saturn V rocket took off from the skies. It orbited Earth, then left for the moon. Armstrong, Aldrin, Collins, too. Apollo 11, out to the moon, they took Apollo 11, out to the moon, they took Apollo 11, out to the moon. Twenty July, 1969. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That's one small step for man, one giant leap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.